What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. This is a solo cast. It actually works out. I was supposed to be podcasting right now with... I'm going to leave this person unnamed because we're going to reschedule the show. I'm going to bust their balls real hard for uh, missing this conversation. But gives me a good opportunity to sit down and do the solo cast I've been wanting to do for quite some time. Last couple weeks now. So don't want to waste this time. All right, real quick though. Before I get into what I'm actually going to talk about, I want to send a big thank you to a few sponsors, or really, uh, first I want to say thank you to you guys for tuning in. Um, I always appreciate you guys tuning in. It's so fucking rad. I couldn't do this thing without you. I do want to ask you, if you get value out of any of these episodes, this episode in particular today, do me a solid, tell a friend, tell one friend. Bring us another person that wants to listen to the show and gain some perspective. So share the show, like it, subscribe it, leave a rating review. That is especially helpful as well. Uh, It helps the show grow, helps it become more discoverable, helps people find us. And it is all, like I said, helpful. Um, Big thank you goes out to Strange Donuts. If you are in the St. Louis area, Check them out. You can go to one of their four locations. You either go to Creve Coeur, uh, Maplewood, Kirkwood, or just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. Their donuts are fire. They're always doing something that's creative. I absolutely love these people. Check them out. Strange Donuts. Also, a big thank you to Hand Wraps Papers. You can go to handwrapspaperco.com. Check them out. That's what I'm smoking right now. Also, check out my company, Imposed Will. You can go to imposedwill.com. Save 10% off your entire order when you use the code outside at checkout. And we do host all of the show apparel and goods, so you can go get your shit there as well. All right. That's it. That's all the intro. That's all the housekeeping. Let's get to the conversation. All right. So for this episode, we are going, I'm just going to chat with you guys. We're just going to talk about, uh, really, I just got my black belt in jujitsu after 12 years of training. And uh, I decided I'm just going to do a solo podcast. It was recommended to me by the homie Randall. Thank you, sir. And uh, I was like, man, you know, that's a good idea. So let me go ahead and do that. So here we are. I am, like I said, I uh, had a a show fall through, so I'm going to take this opportunity now to sit down and knock these thoughts out. It's been on my mind a little bit. I I didn't know when I was going to do this. I was like, I'm just going to put it off, put it off, put it off. It's so easy just to put shit off to the back burner. I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas. I have a million ideas. But it's all about the ones that you act on. You got to turn shit from an idea to an action. And that is how you go from just a fucking thinker into a doer. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing this right now. Uh, But yeah, man. Last, I guess two Saturdays ago now. On Saturday, December the 4th. Just a few days before my birthday on the 7th. I was, uh, I earned, I was going to say awarded... I earned my my black belt in uh, jujitsu. 
from Mike Rogers, uh, a part of Team Vagi, Rodrigo Vagi, after 12 years of, of training at St. Charles MMA. Uh, man, this whole, it's weird. I say this, and if you've heard me on some of these other conversations, wrestling was the catalyst to really all of this. It completely changed my entire life. And, you know, my friend Richie Conley talked me into going out for wrestling with him when we were freshmen in high school. I think wrestling was over. I'm sorry, I think football was over. And he was going out for wrestling because his brother was going out for wrestling. And he just wanted friends to go with him. And he, he, he convinced me that it would help me get better for football. Because in my mind, I was going to go to play football D1 and and go to the NFL. And that's just how my mind was, was working. I was like, all right, well, let me cross-trade and get better and get quicker and improve for football. Meanwhile, having no idea that wrestling was going to be the thing that completely changed my life. I remember like it was yesterday. I walked in there. Coach Lentz was my coach. He was the C-team coach. We were down at the end of the mat where the, the, the varsity didn't practice. And he liked to, as he liked to call it, it was, it was Westview Heights. <laughs> that was the, the neighborhood in Jeff City that was, uh, like, wasn't terrible, but it was, you know, it was quickly. Well, no, maybe he called that one the ghetto, and he said down there was Westview Heights. That's what it was. He's like, down there is, like, Westview Heights. He's like, down here, we're in the ghetto. And it's funny because now after all these years, Westview Heights has quickly become the ghetto. But neither here nor there. That's what Coach Lentz used to say. And uh, I can just remember walking in there. One of the first things he had you do was he's like, all right, you've never wrestled before? All right, no, cool. He's like, you do other sports? He's like, all right, cool. So you probably won't quit, he said. And uh, you get in there, and he has you usually fall on both of your he had you fall on both of your knees just to show you that the mat doesn't hurt so that way you get used to shooting and shit. And uh, I'll never forget it, man. It was one of the hardest fucking days of my life. Uh, I didn't know what was going on and what I was fucking doing. I, uh, we, we live wrestled at the end, and I was hooked. I was fucking hooked. It was uh, the, the, the thing that has guided me and uh, the main the lessons that I learned doing that thing, doing wrestling, uh, training, being in that in that practice room. A lot of those lessons have guided me my entire life, and those same things are what uh, drove me to doing jujitsu. You know, being a young, competitive, athletic, alpha male type, you know, guy. Uh. I fucking I wanted to be the fucking man, so I wanted to start fighting, and I was, and I wanted to to earn a living doing that. And uh, I I was like, all right, well, I know what I want to do, and uh, at I uh, I had stopped wrestling in high or in college. Now at this point, you know, I went all four years of high school, did did the wrestling, went to college, um, had my son. And uh, and stopped doing wrestling, and, and I wanted to uh, keep competing and and keep developing, and I saw fighting as as that path for me. So wanted you know got into fighting. I think I started training two thousand eight, and when I say training, I mean just me and my buddy Chris Perez, uh, 
fucking working out at Lindenwood in their little field house that they had. It's, it's a lot nicer now. Uh, just him and me, just a lot of times it was just me by myself, actually, just training, working out. I was also a personal trainer at, at 24-Hour Fitness. But whenever I could get Chris, uh, he was he was a wrestler. He had had some MMA fights uh, am, at the amateur level already. He would He would work with me a little bit. And, uh, man, I can't thank him enough for, you know, putting in that time with me very early on when when I had nobody. <laughs> it was just me. And he helped me, and and I got some fights, and I had I had, uh, I had three amateur fights. I won all of them. Uh, and I, I, I was like, man, I, but I can't, I can't keep training by myself. I just know I can't do this to make it to the next level. I have, I've got to find a gym and I knew I wanted to find a jujitsu gym because I've, at the time BJ Penn was the man he was on top of the world. Everybody's talking about, oh, black belt, and I think it was five years. Well, you know, first American, I believe, black belt, uh, or to to win maybe a world championship at uh, at black belt. Um, I'd have to double check that. Let me double check that now. Let me see, was he? Because I don't even know. Let me see here. BJ Penn, black belt. Let's see here. BJ Penn. Let's see what BJJHeroes.com has to say about BJ Penn. Also known as the Prodigy, an iconic figure in martial arts and combat sports. Yes, we know this amongst incredible... Um, amongst the incredible, oh, come on, you motherfuckers. No, I don't want to buy your shit. They try to phrase it like, no, you can't learn anything from somebody. Anyway, amongst the incredible list of achievement of achievements accomplished by the Hawaiian, BJ Penn was also one of the fastest men to achieve his black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, that's way off. Three years and four months. Oh, oh, took me 12 years. He did it in a fourth of the time. Oh, holy shit, man. World champion. Yep, he won, he won worlds as a black belt in 2000. Holy shit. Uh, fuck, just two years earlier, took took silver as a blue belt, 98. Jesus Christ, fucking good. So good. Black Belt Stardom was one of the fastest ever recorded. Uh, yeah. So six months to blue. One year and six months until he reaches purple. Eight more months. Got his brown. All from different people, it looks like. Looks like blue he got from uh, Half Gracie. And his purple brown he got from Andre Pedrinas. Oh, and his black from him as well. After his world title. Yeah, I don't know if he was the first American, maybe. Oh, being the first American born to win the prestigious tournament in the black belt division. Exactly, yes. So he was the first American born to win a world championship. Fucking savage. 
Oh my God, just such an amazing athlete. Either way, that was a very huge motivator for me to want to learn how to do jujitsu. I'm like, oh my God, if I want to be a world champion, if I want to learn how to fight, if I want to do this, I have, I have to learn jujitsu. And obviously, he's not the first person to do jujitsu and be a world champion. However, that was my first exposure, and man, that was it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do jujitsu. So. I actually thought about it for a while, man. That whole, the whole time I'm fighting, I mean, I knew I wanted to, to do jujitsu. It wasn't just like, oh, I fought three times and I needed to do jujitsu. The whole time I knew I needed to do it because I was already a fan of jujitsu before, I, or of jujitsu of fighting before I started doing it. But it was, uh, it was him who who led me on on the search to to find some place. And there's a couple gyms in in the area where I lived. And um, you know, for whatever reason, I just took a while to pull the trigger. Well, the main reason was just money. I was just broke. I had no money. I said, like, "How the fuck am I gonna pay for this? I have no way to pay." I'm like, I'm just hoping and praying I can work some sort of deal out to learn how to do jujitsu. And uh, there's this one gym I walked by several times, and I used to run by it anyway. And I never went in there. Glad I didn't. That was the energy of the universe telling me not to walk in that one. I'm not going to say what gym it was, but I'm very glad I didn't go in there. And uh, there were some people at Lindenwood, um, specifically Josh Sampo, one of the the best humans I've ever met. Like legitimately, you will not meet a more genuine human being. Um, there's a reason why he's one of the, one of the best teachers in the country, and has been awarded teacher of the year for a school district he's just such an amazing dude and we were on the wrestling team together at linda whenever i was a freshman uh he was a senior and after he had got done after he had got done uh with his uh collegiate career wrestling he decided that he was going to go into fighting and he was training at this place down the road uh maybe a mile and a half called uh, St. Charles MMA on Randolph Road, right by uh, Blanchette Park in St. Charles, Missouri. And uh, and he suggested I walk in there. So I did one day. I stepped in there, say, hey, I'm here to fight. I'd like to fight. Mike Rogers, fucking, he's a lot smaller than probably, but he's still, he, he's always been a bear of a human to me. And I, uh, he's like, you know, I told him, you know, I got some fights already. Um, I think I already had my fourth ones coming up. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm looking for a gym. I, I really need, I want to learn jujitsu. I want to become a world champion, all this shit. And he was just like, all right, just, just train. Just go ahead and train. Go and practice. Let me, let me, he watched me. He said, come back tomorrow. Let me come back tomorrow. Let me train. And we worked out a deal where I was able to, uh, to pull weeds and and do and do uh and do just some landscaping work like just cut the grass and trim the hedges and pull weeds and just all that shit did that for my first month's dues and then i cleaned the bathroom uh to can can you know continue to be able to train and and that was a start man that was you know 2009 I, i walked into that very first location uh mike rogers completely gave me an opportunity to change my, and helped also continue to change my life. You know, if wrestling was the start of it, jujitsu was the continuation for sure. And, uh, man, almost like the rest is history, man. I don't want to go over my whole fight career, but, you know, I, I, I stepped into that gym in 2009, 
with only the intention to fight, but I wanted to learn jujitsu as a means to help me do that. Here we are, 12 years later, and now I'm a jujitsu black belt. And um, I don't fight anymore. It's been probably, what, four years since I fought? Almost four years? I think what? I think I stopped in 2016, I think, 17. So, yeah, it's been four years, 17, yeah, 21. It's been four years, almost four and a half years since I've stopped fighting, but I've still continued to jujitsu. And, in fact, when I stopped fighting, I went harder in jujitsu. I was a purple belt, and uh, I think over those four years, I've went from purple to, to brown. I think I was at a purple for another year, two years after fighting, and then brown for two years, and then here we are right now. I'm at black. I just got my black belt. So it's just wild shit, man. It just blows me away. Uh, the 12 years just went by so fast. There's just so many people that have been you know, involved throughout the time. Just jujitsu is just such this weird, crazy journey that we all have to go through. And most people tend to kind of go through. We're all go. It's all individual, but everybody kind of goes through similar phases, if you will. It's pretty cool to see now that I've been in it for so long. Um, but it's just you know, it's it's not something you know when you earn a black belt, you earn any belt do anything in the sport you never do it by yourself there's just so many people involved the very first day i trained jujitsu i actually trained jujitsu like i didn't go into uh st charles mma and uh and and wrestle or anything like that and, I, and or do mma the very first jujitsu class i took i remember like it was yesterday i walked in there mike paired me with the blue belt named travis and he taught me how to do arm bars just the very basics, arm bars, and I think maybe also show me some triangles. And, uh, you know, that was it. Like, that was the beginning. Like, Mike helped me. Travis helped me there. Uh, one of my early training partners uh, that was just so huge, at least for jujitsu, was uh, Brandon Cronin, uh, who is now a black belt. I believe he got, I can't remember who he got his black belt from. He moved to San Diego, and I believe he got it maybe from Xander, maybe? I might be messing that up. Either way, uh, Brandon Cronin was a, a huge influence in the very beginning of my training um, with jiu-jitsu in particular. He used to hit me with that electric chair. I can't tell you how many times. Uh, fucking John Mankey, uh, another, he was he was a, a, a black belt whenever I was just getting started, or maybe a brown belt whenever I was just getting started. And uh, and he was just so, f yeah, I think he was a brown belt. Either way, he's been a black belt way longer than me. I've learned a lot from him. He uh, was very influential very early on in my career. He used to beat the shit out of me. Um, God, I, I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss a whole lot of people as I'm going through this, but I'm trying not to. Um, for a very long time, from very early on, um, even all the way through, till uh probably just a couple years ago when he kind of took a little bit of a break but matt ricehouse an another um you know huge influence on my jujitsu a very long time training partner a great friend um he's helped me out a ton um shit 
even, you know, Kirk Huff is one of my old, oldest trading partners and we've trained for so long and he's he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu and has a school um, out in Arnold BJ called Arnold BJJ out in Arnold, Missouri. Um, you know, he's he's been a, 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 a big help and a great teammate and, um, you know, another influence. Shit, man, there's just been so many people I've trained with. Fucking EJ Brooks has helped my jiu-jitsu. Lance Benoist, another another uh, long-time training partner, very early um, on in my career who helped with my jiu-jitsu. He was, I believe, a purple belt whenever I was a white belt, and he used to kick my ass bad. And uh, I learned a lot from him. Um, I cannot forget ever my brother and great friend Carlitos Jones. Uh, Carlitos is just a phenomenal human and just an exceptional athlete. Um, and we've been damn near side by side in this jujitsu journey for since 2010. So, or 2011. That's because I moved to San Antonio after 2010 when I graduated college. I started at St. Charles of May from 2009-2010. I left to San Antonio during that year. I did not train came back in 2011 and I started right back up and when I started back up Carlitos was there and he had already trained jiu-jitsu at another gym and came over to this one and I think we were both at the same level we took our blue belt test together um he just got his black belt maybe like a month or two ago so we're, we're still very close on our paths and he's been a, just a, a great teammate and a great training partner for all these years. Um, man, there's just there's just so many so many people. Um, you know, as far as as far as some some key instructors, um, obviously, you know, I cannot thank Rodrigo Vaghi enough. You know, he is the reason that we have this team. You know, he's he gave Mike Rogers his black belt and so many others. Um, but you know, Rodrigo and Mike, those are kind of like the, the the two founding like pillars of my of my jujitsu journey, um, and then some other big ones are for sure. You know, like I said, like Matt Ricehouse, uh, Tracy Taylor. I've I've had Tracy on the podcast uh, three times, I think now. Um, he's actually now starting his own gym, um, his own brand, Taylor Made Jujitsu, and he's helped me a lot in the sense that. One, he's just a really amazing human. He's 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 our friendship is much bigger than jujitsu. He's like a brother, and uh, and whenever my kids started doing jujitsu, and I was helping, you know, he was running the program at the time and teaching that, and I was just helping do that. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about help, you know, about teaching and a lot about teaching kids, and uh, and it really helped my jujitsu. I think that was probably a three or four maybe five year period i think maybe three or four years we were we were teaching there side by side and that helped me out a lot with my jujitsu i think that period of teaching probably um helped my jujitsu grow the most and really helped me become very comfortable in my own game and it, it helped me have a very deep uh, understanding of just the fundamentals and the basics and how to explain them and teach them and just what it what is a solid foundation for jujitsu and uh tracy has just been uh, just such a good friend and uh, a, a great teacher and uh, a huge contributor to my jujitsu in that way uh heath pedigo 
God, I cannot thank that fucking guy enough. He's just, fuck. If, if you guys don't know who Heath Pedigo is, go check him out. Um, I plan to have him on the podcast, but Kurt, the Pedigo submission fighting, the Daisy Fresh, hands down, probably the most fucking popular jujitsu team in the world right now. They've got a ton of fucking killers. I love going up there and training. Um, I would not have been able, I was able to, I was, man, I, 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 I placed third, you know, at, at, at Nogi Worlds this year at Brown Belt, and I would not have been able to do that had I not spent the time, you know, going up to Mount Vernon, Illinois, and training at the Daisy Fresh Laundromat with all those guys. There's just, there's so many fucking guys up there that are just such killers that uh, I just, I love training with, and um, I can't wait to have a lot of those guys on the podcast and uh, and learn more of their conver- you know learn more of their stories and have their conversations. I keep saying I'm going to do it, and I haven't had them on yet, but I will. Um, actually, I have Wes coming very soon, and we're going to have a conversation. So we're going to get the ball rolling on those. But Heath, Heath is just he's like the patron saint of lost souls, and he just he's just a level headed, down to earth dude, and he's helped take my jujitsu to that next level. So that way. I can I can start um I can start just doing the things I'm capable of doing really and start competing and, and winning and, and being successful. Honestly, man, I fell out I fell out of love with competing. It's like the last thing I wanted to do is gives me so much fucking anxiety now. I don't really get a lot of joy out of it. It's just not anything I wanted to do. But Going and training with with uh, those Daisy Fresh dudes, and training with Heath, and learning and being in that environment, it kind of it re-sparked that fucking fire in me to want to compete and, and do well. And and if it weren't you know for me going up there and training with those guys, like there's I don't think I would have placed at Nogi Worlds. I don't think I would have, you know, I didn't place at Worlds. I was fucking close, and you know. I don't think I would have gotten to the point. I, 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 it was a shitty situation at Nogi or at Worlds because I wasn't feeling the best. I, I don't like to make excuses, it's, but the facts were I did have an ear infection the week before. I didn't think it was going to affect me, um, or you know my cardio or anything like that. But I had never been that exhausted before. I can only probably attribute it to. Uh, having an ear infection, so I man, it, I I competed better than I had ever competed, but I felt worse than I'd ever felt competing, and uh, you know I wasn't able to get it done, and that's okay. But the fact that I was able to compete and do it, and and, and man, I got it out a hard second match, man, and a lot of that's just training with Pedigo and and Heath and all those guys. Trading up at Pedagos and all those guys that you know Heath has underneath him, it uh, man, it's just really taking my game to the next level. So I'm excited to see what I can do at Black Belt. Um, that's a hey, it's the best in the world. It legitimately, doesn't get any better than that. And uh, I'm excited to test myself. So Heath has been a huge, huge help. Um, but man, there's just been so many other people else along the way that just whether through conversations or through training, such as, you know, uh, there's some some black belts here in the city that that aren't um, on my team that have been 
big influences uh, on my jujitsu, such as um, Josh McKinney. I love training with, I love rolling with him. Any opportunity I get, he's helped me. Um, Nick Sanders has been a massive help. Kyle Watson, um, these guys, every time I'm, you know, if I ever need anything, I could always, I'm sure I could always call and ask them. Um, they're always happy to answer questions and, and every time I've ever rolled with them, they've just been so fucking cool and helpful. Um, Jordan Dowdy, I gotta, I gotta thank Jordan Dowdy because, he, uh, he and I have, um, been competing against each other. Well, we've competed against each other a couple of different times and, um, but this last time I was, you know, we were down in, in Dallas or this last time I can, we both competed at Nogi Worlds. I'll say it that way. This most recent one, we were like teammates down there. We didn't compete against each other. We were both in our separate divisions. We we're both in brown belt, but uh, it was like having a teammate down there. And I don't know. I just feel this kinship to Jordan. He's made me a better competitor and athlete throughout the time. Uh, man, they're just, just so many fucking people. All the people. Uh, I've I've had so many so many training partners um and, and teachers throughout the the years um fuck dude you know there's Hal Goodman and Alan Smith um uh Brian Levine I think I fucked your last name up Brian I'm sorry um he was one of my longtime training partners for a long time until he moved away uh shit man there's just so many people all the guys up at Pedagos fucking uh Jordan and Dro and Tad and and Pixley and Couch and um and and Rondo and Jared and Josh and God damn I'm sure I'm fucking and Spatch and uh, and fucking and and George and 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 Andrew and Bird and you know there's just so many people up there that that have kicked my ass so many times. Um, Golly, Zach Freeman has been a great training partner throughout the years. Another really great dude. Um, God, who else am I? I'm sure I'm forgetting people. My homie Justin Bricker cannot forget Justin Bricker. Such a good friend. Such a good friend. Um, one of my favorite people to talk to jujitsu about. Um, he traveled with me down to Austin, Texas, where I got my ass handed to me by William Tackett. Big thank you to William Tackett for this journey or for uh, your uh, your ass whipping in this journey. Um, man, there, yeah, this is just crazy. I was up here thinking about this. This has just been such a crazy trip. Oh, such a crazy trip. I'm fuck, dude. I'm sure I'm, I'm for I've forgotten people you know that have helped you know Todd Fox has been a huge influence um uh in that the legends of Todd Fox have always kind of driven me to like wanna the people talk about how heavy his pressure is he's not a very big guy but as they said he has crazy heavy pressure so that's always been an influence on me I've always wanted to have pressure like Todd Fox's when people to talk about my top pressure like his um Henry Akins who Todd actually helped connect me with we had a podcast and uh and I was able to take a seminar from Henry and that really helped with my game and um you know it doesn't take a lot of interaction with any one person for them to help influence your game um my boy Serge uh 
I just connected with him maybe a couple years ago, maybe not even now, maybe only a year. My boy Stu Beath hooked me up with a, a, a great group of guys who trained some nogi, and uh, and Serge was one teaching them. He was a purple belt at the time, just you know teaching some guys in the garage some jujitsu, and he's helped my jujitsu. Um, so it's just it's you can always learn from anybody, always. You know what I mean? So, man. I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I'm sure I am. I have to be, right? Because oh, how could I not? Oh, Andrew Sanchez. I used to train with Andrew Sanchez back in the fucking day. Stud wrestler. Amazing wrestler. Amazing in jiu-jitsu. Uh, he was a purple belt at the time. Just so hard to do anything with. Used to just tear me up in jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Such a stud. He's in the UFC today. Just a stud athlete. I used to love training with that guy. He helped my jujitsu. Um, you guys are probably tired of hearing me thanking people and and saying who helped my jujitsu. The, the point is, it can't be done alone. It really can't. Um, I absolutely have to thank my kids for just always being being my rocks throughout this long journey and especially um my now fiance soon to be wife deja she is just such a fucking awesome just supportive fiance i couldn't i just i couldn't ask for a better partner in life um and she's just always there whether I'm competing, um, she, you know, she loves to, she's right there by me when we're, we're traveling to go do these things. Um, when I'm, when I'm training, she's always super cool about me training and understanding about all the time you put in doing this thing. Listen, if you are a jujitsu spouse, you know what the deal is. And, and God bless every single one of you because it, uh, it is not easy. Because us jujitsu people are fucking lunatics. And, uh, yeah, man. All we do is obsess over this shit. So she's been super supportive and understanding of that. It's been really cool. Um, man, I'm sure I forgot something. Somebody had to have, right? Um, oh, can I forget Kyle Kaylee? Absolutely love you, sir. I love talking to you about... Not, not even about jujitsu. I love talking to you about horror movies and shit like that because you know all the coolest shit about all that. But um, you were a blue belt whenever I was a white belt, and you're you know you're now a black belt as well, sir. And uh, it's just been really cool to to grow with all these people at the gym and go through this journey with everybody. Um, uh, shit, man. I think. I think that's everybody, man. I had to have forgotten somebody, I'm sure. I'm sure I did, but if I did, I'm sorry. I think I think that's it. Man, this has just been a hell of a journey. It really has. I uh yeah, I couldn't have done it alone. This definitely isn't the end. I just wanted to get to, to black belt as fast as I, it took me twelve fucking years. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I say that, but I would have liked you always. You always want me anyway. I got into jujitsu with the intention of getting a black belt. Like that was it. I wanted my fucking black belt. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. I knew I was going to get it. I was hoping I'd get it sooner than 12 years. Hoping I'd get it in like nine. But I didn't do what I needed to do to make that happen. And that's okay. And the reason I'm saying that is because now, at this point, this isn't the end. This is just where I'm at now. Because now, it's all about time. You know, it's like I think it's every three years for your first three stripes. And I think it goes every five years for the next three. So we're looking at like, what is that, 24 years for six stripes? I'm with it, baby. I'm here for it. You see, catch me in 24 years whenever I have six stripes, because that's where I'm, that's where my head's at. So I just want to get the black belt sooner in my life, so that way I can get to that coral. Um, I think it's coral, right? That red and black belt. I want to get to that motherfucker before I got too old and decrepit. So that's where I'm at, baby. That's where I'm going for. This isn't the end. This is just the beginning. Jiu-Jitsu is always going to keep happening. It's a way of life. It's a part of my life. Um, I got Jiu-Jitsu tattooed on the inside of my arm here. And uh, I'm probably going to get some other Jiu-Jitsu tattoos on me. But not the not the Jiu-Jitsu kanji. Just something else to uh, maybe uh, memorial memorialize or to remember or I don't know, something to represent uh, jujitsu in my life. I don't know. Man. <sighs> All right, that's it. I'm going to quit rambling. This was a fun one. It's nice to, to, you know, think about things out loud and to thank people. I don't know if any of these people will listen. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe. Maybe not. That's cool, too. Um, for you guys that do listen, thank you much. You guys are fucking awesome. Who the fuck did I forget? I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. Oh, big homie to the big homie thing. Big thank you to the homie Jake Bright. Oh man, he was a good training partner for quite some time until he moved to Chicago, and now he's down in the Dallas Fort Worth area, still doing his jujitsu thing. Um, still a great friend. I love that guy. Uh, yeah. I love it. He he when he was in Chicago I went and visited and I got to check out his school and it helped kind of open my my perspective on jujitsu and the different types of gyms. There that that particular gym he was training at was way different than uh St. Charles MMA. So that was a huge eye opener, you know, uh, along my jujitsu journey. Big thank you to JW Wright as well and Fuji BJJ. And you know they've helped. I've they've allowed me to uh, well, and also uh, Quentin and and Dennis who who are running Fuji Fuji BJJ now because they've helped me. You know they've allowed me to do some refing and and some competing on on their uh, on their super card. And uh, yeah, man, just they're a part of the jujitsu community here in St. Louis. We have such a fucking rad ass jujitsu community. That's my favorite part about jujitsu is the community and we have so many cool people here in st louis I've, I've mentioned so many already and just just being together and working together and you know and and training and you know that's where it's at fucking iron sharpens iron and it's it's st louis versus the rest of the world not st louis versus st louis man like that's not how it should be so Big shout out to all of you guys because whether I've actually trained at your gym or not or if I mentioned you or didn't mention you, but if you are in the St. Louis area and you're training jiu-jitsu, especially if you're a black belt and you're a leader in the area, um, big shout out to you and thank you because, man, you're just a part of this as well. Like, 
even if you're not directly maybe a part of my journey, you are certainly indirectly a part of it because we're all in this together. We all influence each other in this community here. So, yeah, man, it's it's fucking rad, dude. It's rad. I really love it. We got to listen. St. Louis is the motherfucking Mecca. It is or the Midwest is the Mecca rather of of jujitsu it's not about the west coast anymore it's the motherfucking midwest oh big shout out to cody kellison trains down at uh uh in in southeast missouri simo um the motherfucker i i love training with that guy i usually run into him up at up at pedagogues he's a black belt he's a competitor he's a savage um, I always enjoy seeing that dude in training with him. He's been a, another influence on my jujitsu as well. Um, see, there's just there's just so many people, and um, I'm sure some other people will come to mind as I'm uh, after I get off of here. But you know, I don't I don't have them at the top of mind now. So, all right, I'm gonna stop rambling. I'm gonna quit talking. This was fun. This was this was actually therapeutic. This is what this was. I feel good about this. Hope you guys feel good about this because I feel good about this. It felt good to get it off my chest. Put it out in the universe. Say thank you to everybody that's helped me train. Oh, I guess I should say an ultimate thank you to the man Hickson because that is who uh, my lineage is ultimately from. We got Hickson Gracie who gave his black or who uh, awarded Rodrigo his black belt and then Rodrigo gave Mike his black belt and now Mike has given me my black belt um that is the lineage so that is the direct lineage again there's just so many people that has helped you know that have helped me along the way that have been a part of this um that have been a part of this in a major way um again those key players for me if I had to name like a key core Mount Rushmore for myself, who have who have really um, been the biggest influences in my jujitsu uh, career at this stage of the game, is 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 one hundred percent. We'll just start with with the top down. We'll start with Rodrigo, right? Because Rodrigo is the guy. While I haven't maybe directly one on one learned a, a ton. Because I don't train a lot at at HQ, he is the reason for the team that I've been a part of. Uh, Mike Rogers, Tracy Taylor, Matt Ricehouse, Heath Pedago. I think we'll round out with those five. I'll, I'll put those five on the Mount Rushmore for my jujitsu because those guys who um, up to this point have helped me get to my black belt and have been some of the biggest influences and teachers for myself along this journey. Again, I know I went through a lot of other people on this podcast. Thank you all. You've all been amazing. Um, man, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a fucking awesome time. Life rips. Life rips, bruh. Fucking awesome. I love it. I'm going to keep loving it. I'm going to keep living it. It's just the shit. Listen, if you get anything out of this podcast other than my long-windedness, just be fucking awesome and do what the fuck you want to do. It's that simple. What does be awesome mean? 
you say what you you tell me what be awesome means to you you just be an awesome person and go do something go pursue something go and attack your goals no matter how long it's going to take you because let me tell you something the time is going to pass any fucking way anyway don't waste time thinking about what you could do go get after it and get it done all right i love you guys i'll catch you next time bye